trying something new it might not be so good but we're stuck inside and we might just die so let's try a new hobby learning the ukulele that last chord was not the right one but it's fine the wake make work moment it's a may it's a tim gun moment tim gun moment <laughs> make it work <laughs> hi i'm kate the one who watches beauty and the beast as a stress reliever and i'm jude the one who made taco soup three times this week <laughs> and this is friends with niche hobbies a podcast where we try a new hobby every week jude yeah. how's it going it's it's going i exist still in the world i every morning i wake up and my body is still around me um and i'm still a terrifying nerve jellyfish piloting a skeleton covered in muscles uh it's good i honestly i have somewhat reverted back to uh, a college student because taco soup and i also had like rice i had like butter noodles and then like rice with like parmesan on it like Amazing. i i'm completely <laughs> i'm doing okay yeah how are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, I also, I had uh, Mr. Noodles twice this week. So I, it seems to be the theme of college Ooh. food this week. Yeah. I mean, we got to do what we got to do. Just as we talked, we talked about this briefly before we started recording, but just to mm. touch base on the situation that we are in. So for the past, yeah. I don't know, since we started recording, we had talked about how Jude was going to come for all of December and live with me. And it was super exciting. Um, and then last week we were talking about how BC was under um, orders to you know, only socialize with their household. And they were, um, the order was expiring this past Monday. So we're currently recording on Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. On Monday, as expected, um, the health order was extended. Um, and while myself and lots of other people were hoping it would only make under another two weeks to December 21st, it was extended four weeks to January 8th. So for us in British Columbia, Christmas and New Year's are basically a no. Well, they're, they're a Zoom or a Discord or a, uh, you know, a socially they're distant. A, a socially distant, yes, but only socially distant. So um, we're not going to get like super sad about anything. We've made our peace with it. I said to my husband, you know, Monday night and Tuesday night, I'm going to wallow and then I'm going to get better. <laughs> so Wednesday I made hot chocolate bombs and just sort of, Got it together, but um, yeah, so it's a little disappointing. So Jude is not coming due to staying in, in Vancouver um, and yeah. I'm staying here in Kelowna, but we have this podcast and we have Zoom. Luckily, this wasn't like 1992 where we could just like, all we would have had was a phone call, which is just not quite the same. Oh yeah, that'd be awful. And also I would have an insane phone bill at this point. But yeah, yes. I mean, hey, we're, we're staying with the format of the show and the reason we have this show, which is to stay connected and to find interesting hobbies to bide our time while we are stuck inside. And so we're both very lucky that even though we're not apart, we are apart, we're around, surrounded by people who love us, maybe not all the people who love us, but yes. enough of them for us. To, so we're not, we're not going to be alone. We're also um, going to be using that Canadian, great Canadian post and sending each other packages. We're going to be Zooming. We'll be like, so... This is just uh, this is just for a year, and we're gonna be able to. We're doing this so that we can see each other at some point, and we're gonna have some great hobbies and some great times while we're stuck at home. Absolutely, and although this week came with some negatives, there were some positives as always. Silver linings. Huh. So for me, my big silver lining was that um, my dog Nebby, who you occasionally hear open the door in the podcast, <laughs> hit fifteen hundred followers on her Instagram account. So that was very exciting for me. A proud dog mom moment. 
Yes, for me, I I'm I, I ran a uh, a queer folk specific card exchange at my work, so all of uh, queers had a cool card sharing, and then I'm also my work is having a talent show next Friday for our holiday party. It's a super weird Zoom holiday party, um, but I'm gonna be the MC for that, so that's super fun. So fun. Yeah. And also, um, I don't know if you like video games, but Cyberpunk 2077 came out two days ago, and it's so fun. And it's really enjoyable, and, like, Stu's playing it, and I'm playing it at the same time, and I'm making everybody who makes characters, like, all of our friends who make characters, I'm like, they have to be trans. You have too many not, like, cis characters. Blah. There you go. Um, but, yeah, it's very cool, and it's very, yeah. So I, I've been, that's that's been very exciting for me. But there also have, and, and a vaccine. Is coming. Oh, yes, yes. In Canada yeah. on, was it on Monday, Sunday? This week, yeah. they have officially approved a vaccine. It's just like a very random sidebar. It's one of these moments, like, I just have to find, like, something I find comical in this, like, overwhelming, like, news yeah. in general. Is, so the vaccine that's been approved in Canada is the, the Pfizer vaccine. Yes. TZ, whatever, however you pronounce it. Pfizer. Um, and it, Pfizer, yeah. And it has to be kept between minus 60 <laughs> and minus 80. And so Canada has a certain number of them and they're distributing amongst the provinces based on population density, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the territories, which those of you who don't live in Canada are like the most northern part and the coldest part of Canada, won't be getting any right away because they don't have the technology to keep them cold enough. Where there are days where it's minus 60 just <laughs> outside. It's wild to me, but there's no like guarantee that it'll be cold enough for them. So oh. they're working on making sure that happens. But to me, I was like, what an irony. Like, it can be minus 60 there, but they don't, so they don't have anything that Why would create you, minus yeah. 60. <laughs> Why would you need that? You can just put it outside. It's like yeah. how uh, yeah. every, like, everyone in Canada, or at least in BC, I think, um, at winter, like, your your back porch kind of becomes a secondary, like, fridge or freezer. Fridge, really. Like, you're like, ah, just Depends put, the, where like, you live. put the beer on the patio, and you'll yes. be fine. Yes, um, although when I lived in northern BC, because oh. there would be stretches of time where it would be min- below minus 20 for like days, you couldn't, you had to bring your pop inside because it was too cold and it would all explode if you <laughs> left it outside. But you can keep we your vodka. Always. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I also saw an article that was just like, Canada announces that every that they're going to give every Canadian like a COVID shot for free. And everyone in Canada's like, yeah. <laughs> what but, else like, were they going to world- do? <laughs> It's like a world news thing, apparently, because they're just like, can you, well, it's like, yes, we have socialized medicine. Also, every, like, this is just like, uh, like, we, sh- I'm so happy we have socialized medicine because our lives yeah. would be very different if we didn't. But like, uh, part of me is just like, if it's a super, like a super spreadable disease, like, just give it to everybody because it's better for like the good of the entire country and every, of uh, the whole community if we just do it. I just, I, I honestly think that, like the idea that I think in the States what it is is that they're giving them the vaccine free, but they have to pay to have somebody give it to them, Mm. which can be like up to $500. What? Like it's crazy. It's madness. We we were talking again before we were recording. um, I just got my hepatitis A like second vaccine because we got it for our trip last year. And if you get the second one within a year, you're protected for 15 years. And we had to pay because it's not covered by our Mm. whatever. And we had to pay um, the injection cost and it was $20, which yeah. I mean, for us was like Ugh, $20. So when you said that, I was like, that sucks, but it's probably $20. $500 is like completely mind boggling. Well, if you think about it, like we get free, like we both had COVID tests um, yes. and they're not fun, 
but we both like they're completely free there was no like very little barriers to get them because obviously you wanted to know the numbers and know if how everyone's doing yes. and, and if you're well like you it shouldn't be it was something like like 700 to get a covid test it's wild like, it, like, yeah one of like in florida and shit and stuff <laughs> any anyways so i'm very excited for that so the vaccine and then we're not having our holidays together but the holidays are happening which is exciting i'm excited to have a few days off i am very tired i've been taking vitamin d nice um yeah partially last week yeah everyone told me that i look tired so i mentioned that to our parents when i was just on a call with them like you should also try vitamin b12 i'm like okay i guess the vitamin d isn't working because i still look tired enough to need vitamin b12 as well mom always thinks you look tired so I always, I always am tired. <laughs> oh, also, uh, I don't have any hot water in my house right now. We're actually looking for which is which is related to what which we're is talking related about today. to what we're talking about today. <laughs> Should you always want to get into that? Honestly, let's just do that All today. Right. We're talking about bath bombs, <laughs> sizzle, which generally are better with hot water. Just, I mean, I don't, I like. I was filling up the tub to do it. I'll get into this more. But I was like, like hucking them in and taking videos. And I put my, like, like do my little like foot test to see how we're doing. Ice cold. <laughs> so just quickly before we get into the podcast. Yeah. So Jude is a classic Vancouver situation where it's like the house is like very like adorable on the outside, but could use some love, but they're renters. Yeah. So you're not going to put like thousands of dollars into updating it. And two years ago, I was there for Pride, which in Vancouver happens in August. Yep. Super hot. The house has no air conditioning because no one in Vancouver has air conditioning unless you're like a millionaire. So we go out all day. We go to the parade. We go drinking all night. So I have like a little sunburned, but you know, whatever. It's fine. And we're watching a movie. Super sunburned. Super sunburned. And so we're watching a movie and I fall asleep on the couch, which is fine. And Jude and his roommates go to bed and I wake up and I like know where I am. And so I'm like, oh, like it's so hot and I'm a little hungover. So I'm going to go get a big glass of water, go to bed. I'll be fine in the morning. So I go and I turn on the tap and only hot water will come out. And it's like 35 degrees inside their house. And I was like, I want to cry because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, and I tried like, three different taps they were all hot i looked in the fridge and there was like beer in there and i was like i'm i'm already hung over but the beer i might be low enough alcohol that's okay because at least it's cold and i was just like this struggle i put a glass of water in the fridge for like three minutes but it was still like warm and i was like <laughs> this is my nightmare and so anyway and then the next morning i told you and she's like oh yeah that just happens so now no, it was our hot water heater broke then, and then the guy came and fixed it. So we had no hot water, and then he fixed it, and then it was, like, just, like, he had put the dial back wrong or something. So it was, like, nuclear hot, no matter what. But it was also summer, so this is going to sound really awful, but I, I, I don't know what, like, normally you could get either freezing cold water or super hot water. So I don't know why you didn't get freezing cold water. Our house is... Freezing cold water would have been totally fine. Totally fine, but it would be like it's you like would just have freezing tub. cold showers. We had freezing cold showers for like a month because our landlord also takes forever to fix stuff, which is also Wild. very classic Vancouver. Yes. So yes. So now the hot water hot water heater <laughs> is not working, and our basement is flooded. So yeah, we're looking at new places, which is kind of like kind of fun part of me. Like I like I used to move like every six months before I lived yeah. in this house. Which was not fun at the time, but I like the process of like, like getting rid of everything. It's gonna be good for like a decluttering hobby when we do one eventually. But it's just like I wish that it wasn't happening in December during a pandemic. In a pandemic, so yeah. So 
fun fun side finding a new place in Vancouver, not fun side finding a new place in Vancouver. Which is why you require many baths. Many baths. I need some relaxation. Absolutely. So what is a bath bomb? Just just quick background. A bath bomb is a compacted mixture of wet and dry ingredients molded into any of several shapes and then dried. Bath water effervesces at the surface of the bath bomb uh, immersed within it with, with a dispersion of such ingredients as essential oil, moisturizer, scent, and or colorant. That's it. It's just a mixture of stuff that effervesces. And so since my what is was so short, I thought I'd just quickly make a call out to our last episode where we talked mm. about Lush and their donations to an anti-trans organization, which obviously it's a very big deal for us. So kind of a biggie, yeah. A little bit, just a little bit, a little something we take very personally around here. Yeah. So that was, I think I did mention last episode that it was Lush UK, not Lush Canada. Lush Canada mm. was not involved at all. Um, and Lush Canada actually has an entire page dedicated to transgender rights and information. The tr- and with a quote at the top saying, transgender and non-binary people are our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, and our classmates, which I thought was really great. And then yeah. in an article I read also on Pink News, where I got the article from last week, they're saying that Lush Canada has really sort of tried to distance themselves, oh, Lush North America, which is Canada and the States, really mm-hmm. tried to distance themselves from Lush UK on this issue and sort of said, we absolutely... No, well, this is the quote. While we can't speak to the funding choices of our UK partners in North America, we partnered with Trans Equality and the Canadian Centre for Gender Gender and Sexual Diversity to raise $450,000 for trans-led organizations in 2018, Trans Lives Matter. The brand adds, at Lush North America, we do not have any say in the running of Lush UK, but we condemn transphobia and are committed to fighting for trans rights. Uh, when a customer pointed out that the North American operation is still technically owned by the UK brand, the account responded, there is some truth here. However, Lush North America does not control how Lush UK allocates their funds. And likewise, we can say at this time that Lush North America stands for trans right at all times. Thank you. Aww. So, so, Honestly, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that makes sense. I There are lots of, like Lush is a pretty big office or like place, hmm. like, business in Vancouver. And I've met like the amount of lush employees and like lush management people I've met at drag shows Mm -hmm. at queer events. Like it is, it's, I was so shocked by it because it is a very queer friendly company. Um, And they're very good at like, at least here again. Yeah. And uh, they're very good at like hosting like different ads with different bodies. And, and um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad, I'm glad that they took a stand because I think that it would be really easy for them to do the same thing that Lush UK did, which is to sort of double down for no reason. So I, Mm-hmm. I'm glad I will continue to buy at uh, Lush America, like yeah. North America. And, and it's kind of, it was interesting. So, cause that transgender right page on Lush Canada exists because they support that, but also because money from their charity pot goes to these charities, which is what exactly the same product that the money from Lush UK yeah. was going to this other thing. So I'm extremely proud again to be Canadian as yeah. usually we feel. And um, yeah, so you can still buy Lush if you aren't feeling um, making your own bath bombs, but maybe by the end of this episode, you won't need Lush anymore. Yeah. You might, um, but... You might. So <laughs> the history of bath bombs is also pretty short. Bath bombs were invented in 1989 by Lush Cosmetic co-founders Mo Constantine while she worked in Dorset. What a name. Um, she, I know. <laughs> she made what were originally called Aqua Sizzlers, which more looked like Alka-Seltzer tablets like big Alka-Seltzer okay. tablets right so like that fizzy like stuff in water 
and then eventually they move to more of the like more range of molds and ingredients. So that's kind of where we got our, our ball shaped. They were originally invented as an alternative to like bubble baths for sensitive skin. Yeah, I ha- and then I have a couple of fun facts about Lush making bath bombs. Each of their employee, which are called compounders for bath bombs, can make up to 700 bath bombs a day. Oh my gosh. Um, all of the bath bomb glitter is applied in the factory's glitter room. They had to create a separate room because the glitter literally gets everywhere and it is like a huge mess. And the glitter room can only be used for one kind of bath bomb per day because of the kinds of like the bath bomb mixed with the color glitter. It's just like two, they can only do one at a time. So, <laughs> uh, oh, and the, the fresher the bath bomb it is, the more fizzier and more fragrant it is. That's just like science. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Just science. <laughs> the science. That's, that's bath science. Um, so I got mine from myself from Wikipedia and 17.com. Ooh. Yeah. I also got mine from Wikipedia. Fabulous. Let's get into a very sizzly, fizzly, aromatheric, vibing vibe check. Sounds good. So, um, Kate, what was your experience level going into making bath bombs? So, here's the thing for me and bath bombs. I love bath bombs. And the winery I used to work for, which I no longer do, we made wine from honey. So we had bees and bees love lavender. So we grew tons of lavender and we would dry it. And it was sort of like, what are we gonna do with this lavender? We've grown it. We've followed organic farming practices. It's beautiful. What are we going to do? So we'd had a couple things on the go and I was like, well, why don't we try making bath bombs? People love bath bombs. They're super cool. How hard can they be? So at work, I had actually helped craft this particular recipe and, and make, and they still make the bath bombs there to this day. And they've actually expanded to three other scents, which is great. At home, I've also tried to make bath bombs with like very poor success. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. So at the key, I guess this is fine to put here, but the key, like what makes bath bombs fizz is the citric acid, but you have to add liquid ingredients to a bath bomb to make them bath bomby, but liquid also causes citric acid to fizz. So if you don't do it properly, the citric acid like fizzes prematurely, it gets like super puffy and then it doesn't fizz when you put it in the water. So like you still are getting the benefits of the bath bomb. Like it's still going to dissolve in the water. It's still getting like, the oils on your skin and blah, 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 but it's not the, the experience you're looking for. So all my bath bombs I had made at home had that happen where I'd like, I'd make them in the mold. I put them on the like thing to dry. And then I come back and they'd have like sort of like warts almost of fizzing coming out of them. So my experience level going in, I would say it was like medium. Like I'd had some success, but I'd had a lot of failure as well. Why do you think you're able to be successful at work, but not at home? Well, A, the altitude is different. So I don't know if that makes a difference, but for a lot of things it does. Oh. Um, the winery is quite a bit higher. We were using a different recipe. And I also just think it was time. Like at work, it was like when we were creating the recipe, it was like myself and the owner. And we had like an hour to like mess around. Where at home, I was always like, I like kind of last minute decided to do it. And I think it was often on like rainier days. And I just, I think that's probably it. And I like, I kept meaning to be like, I should just write down the recipe from work and bring it home. But I would never do that. And so I'd find one online and I'd try it out. And it would be obviously not quite right so yeah what was your experience level going in I was a super beginner I knew that you had done it before I think that like the closest thing I had done was when I so when I used to go and visit Kate sometimes I would fly out and it would mean that she'd have to basically take her lunch break at work and drive me out there so then I'd go in with you to work and it was like a super like I forgot yeah it was like a super cute sweet 
like family winery. So like I would normally like I'd be in the back office kind of hanging out, but like I was more than happy to help out. So like I did bottling there a couple times and I also would sometimes take I think what I did was shower steamers, which is kind yes. of like a like a bath bomb, but it, yes. it's yeah. Um which but same kind of thing, it's kind of like as it has does it have citric acid in it? Yeah, so a shower steamer is like the same thing, but there's no moisturizing oil to it because instead of like putting it in the water with you, you put it in the corner of your bath. And the idea is more just the aromatherapy benefit. Yeah. So yes, citric acid, but no to like a coconut oil or a sweet almond oil or anything like that. Okay. Um. So yeah, I did. I, I like. So I got used to like pushing them out of the mold. So that is like the the most basic level. And I've used bath bombs before, so I really didn't know what I was doing uh, going into it. And uh, yeah, that was that was my experience. So what did you do? What did I do? Um, so like I said, because I wanted to do bath, I've tried doing bath bombs before. And maybe I not only do I love bath bombs, my husband also loves bath bombs. Um, so in the past, I had purchased all the bath bomb ingredients from a place called Candora Soap. Um, it's a Canadian company. They're based out of Ontario. And that's where we ordered from the winery. So I ordered from them in the past as well. So I actually had all the ingredients pretty much mostly from Candora and um, the scents. I made mine colored. So I had bath bomb colors from them and the citric acid was from them. And then I ordered the rest of my stuff from Bulkburn. Um, so cornstarch, Epsom salts and baking soda. So that's what I did. Uh, and then I used a recipe um, from a website called DIYsmartideas.com, which I'll link in the show notes. Um, and I used my mother of dragons scent um, because Candora did I think, I believe it was last year, a game of throw a whole game of Thrones line of scents and I couldn't resist. So I bought them all. Um, and the game of Thrones, the, the mother of dragons, what I mean, was very, you know, festive smelling. Um, and so I added blue and yellow powder to it. So I made like this beautiful like green color. So I'm calling them my Grinch bath bombs. What, what was the powder that you used? The color? Yeah. I've never it's heard just, of color. It's just called bath bomb powder. I got it from Kendora. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's just like color. It's like pigment and colors. Oh, and I also added um, the stuff. It's called mica powder, which is like a glittery. Mica is like a glittery stone. Ooh. So it's like a natural glitter. So it's not plastic. It's not bad for the environment. So I have it in super bright white, but also this sort of like gold color. So very fun. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, so I did one based from a from a website called living well spending less uh, nice. for handmade fizzing bath bombs i yeah i've never done it before i had a heck of a time finding citric, citric acid i went to a couple of places before saying. i could find it yeah like i was like oh i remember this is so weird but i remember going with our grandma to some grocery store and her going to the pharmacy she's like oh, i'm gonna make lemonade i need to go to the pharmacy and i was like what and it's because that place had citric acid behind the counter so I'm like, oh, okay. So you just go so I went up to the pharmacy at Shoppers and I'm like, do you have it? And they're like, we don't have any in the store. And I was like, oh no. So I went to this really cute place on Main Street that we actually go to for a couple of things. They make great, it's, it's a Mediterranean uh, foods and halal meat store called uh, Jasmine Mediterranean Foods and Halal Meats. It's on Main Street. They have some really, but they sell citric acid. They also sell a lot of spices and just like kind of baking and cooking ingredients in like, like pound kind of plastic mm-hmm. uh not jars but containers yeah um so i actually and they're pretty they're fresh they're not expensive so i recommend it if you're looking for anything like that um so that's where eventually i found my citric acid from and then my the ingredients had baking soda which we already had kicking around the house it asked for cornstarch i asked my roommate megan who's the one who actually cooks 
like I, all these are kitchen ingredients. I don't really understand how to cook. Like I know how to cook, but like I'm not good at it. And also my roommate is really good at cooking. So sometimes I just like let it happen. Yeah. So I was like, she said we had cornstarch. We found out we didn't have cornstarch. So instead I used potato starch as a replacement, uh, which I got from TNT. Epsom salt. I used like the regular, like, I don't even know what they're called. Dr. Barker or what, like lavender yeah. Epsom salts. Olive oil, which was what the recipe called for. I called for uh, three teaspoons of olive oil and six drops of essential oil. So I had, so our mom gives us essential oils, which is good because honestly I have the ones that our mom gives us, which are like actually nice smelling. And then I have like tea tree oil and like a couple ones because I've, I've as previously stated, I've lived in a lot of not great houses. So silverfish and mice are something that I am um, familiar with. I'm familiar with, like I'm not used, I don't normally, I don't live in an infested house now or no. like, or really like ever since I lived in a hippie commune at like 20 but uh part of it like tea tree oil mint peppermint the really strong smelling ones can be a deterrent in old houses to things like silverfish so I but I use this essential oil one called on guard and so it was uh basically orange oil and clover oil and so the Epsom salt had a little bit of lavender smell to them so that was all really nice and then it said to spray it with hazel water with witch hazel uh, or water. And I didn't have any witch hazel lying around. So I used water to like spray it. To, But it was like, I found it super hard because I had the same kind of issues I think that you did where it was like, you don't want to activate the citric acid, but you need to have enough moisture in there to get the things to hold together. So I definitely had a couple of bath bombs that exploded over the like, so, oh, and then I didn't have, I couldn't find a silicone mold. I was kicking myself. A friend of mine gave me like a bag of novelty silicone molds like years ago and I got rid of them during a move because uh, like again I whenever I move I do this huge you, mar- you Marie condo them it's the only time I marry condo is when I'm moving and I was like this was like the this was the perfect time so instead I said I had a silicone ice cube tray that I just popped it all the ice cubes out and put that in but it was really deep squares which is not right I know it needs to be shallow and then I got I had some roses from cultivate tea so like mm-hmm. rose tea uh, so I put that kind of in the top of my bath bombs and shoved the bath bomb ingredients on top. And um, I had I had some David's tea kicking around. I had a cream of Earl Grey and a chocolate chili chai. And it was like, they just, had, you know, when you have like a canister of tea and you only have like, you have less than a teacup real, like really left. Yeah. That's what I had. So for both of them, I like sprinkled them into because I was thinking like Earl of, like, you know, cream of Earl Grey, that's like lavender. So I already have lavender salt and that should be okay. And then same thing, the chocolate chili chai ones, I'm not going to lie, they did not smell great too Ugh, many I want, I want chocolate chili chai tea so badly now yeah in, I think in the future if I were to do this again I would do I would not do the um essential oils maybe and just do either the flavors I'd pick one yeah yeah sounds like you have um, a lot going on I had a lot going on but it was good it, like I, no it was like I mine were crumbly messes but um and then when I went to jar them out my bath gave cold water but they did fizz. So they were, yeah, they were fizzy in the bathtub. They, I'm so sad because literally the roses were supposed to like expand and open into like beautiful roses in the water and I'm just, whatever. But yeah. So that was, that was what I did. And <laughs> that was kind of how it went. Like it was not. Yeah. Mine also, I had a, an actual bath because I have a hot water tank and I don't live in, in Vancouver and mine fizz enough that uh, Nebby barked at it. Which I said you video. Cute. I was just taking a video of it fizzing for Instagram, and then she barked at it right at the very end. So it was, it was perfect timing. <laughs> well, on that note, let's get into our points. Why? 
So this week I have it correct, and I'm starting yeah. with cost. You sure are. Um, so I would say the cost was very approachable. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of the ingredients were kitchen ingredients, baking soda, Epsom salts, cornstarch or potato starch, citric acid, which can be harder to find, but it's not expensive. It's just about finding it. Yeah. Um, oil, you used olive oil. I used sweet almond oil, which I did order online, but you can also usually use like coconut oil, any sort of sort of oil that's safe for your skin, water, scent, either Epsom or other, sorry, essential oils, or I used a scent oil. And then color if you want. Um, like I said, I had this bath bomb color. There are recipes where you use food coloring, but I think sort of the concern with the food coloring is that it could dye the like edge of your tub or these bath bomb colors. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The bath bomb colors are very like, that's the point of them is that they are not going to stick to your, the edge of your tub at all. Like even the one I made yesterday or the one I used yesterday um, has stuck to the side of my tub even less than like occasionally lush ones will stick to the edge I find. So yeah, so I, I mean, all those ingredients, none of them are really cost prohibitive. None of them are super expensive. I would say it probably cost me like three to four dollars to make five bath bombs versus five to seven dollars a bath bomb at Lush. Yeah, are they as pretty as Lush? No, are they like as? Do they smell quite as good? Not quite, but not bad. Um, but that's definitely something you could work towards. I mean, Lush has been doing it since 1989, 31 years of bath bomb making. Yeah realistically i've been doing it successfully for like two months or at, at home for two days so there's, there's <laughs> yeah. time you can you can find the molds like even at value village like check the like cookware section so you can find a silicone mold i just realized as you were telling that story we have a mold downstairs that's like silicone like dinosaur shapes so i could make some i know we've never used it it was a gift from my mother-in-law so like i can make dinosaur bath bombs which would be yeah. super cool and you know it it's fun and exciting. So yeah, cost-wise, I would say it's quite approachable. Super approachable. I would agree. The only thing that I actually had to buy was the citric acid. I got a pound of it for $5.50 and I used half a cup for my recipe. So I have yeah. tons left over. And yeah, everything else is literally just kicking around my house. I said like, I would really put the top of this. And this is super approachable because like you need the citric acid, like the kitchen supplies. And then you can just put whatever sense you really want in there. So like I was, as I drink, I was looking at a thing of rosemary that was sitting on my cutting board. I was like, oh, rosemary would have been perfect in this. So there's like tons of options. So you don't have to go with essential oils. You can just go with things that smell good. You know what's best. So yeah, this was a really, like I say, would solid, uh, inexpensive hobby. Yes, agree. Enjoyment and ease of use. So I would say if you have the right ingredients, it's super enjoyable. I would really suggest putting up like a mise en place. So like set out all your ingredients in front of you before you get started put a couple of ideas of what you would think would smell good with you. So like I said, I had a couple different kinds of tea with me. In hindsight, I would have kind of, re- it, like, if I did, if I do this again, I'll remove parts of the ones that have essential oils and the parts that don't. So I can mix, like, have a plainer mixture to put those in. Oh, yeah. Like you were saying before, if you want to enjoy this, just don't be in a rush. Like, honestly, like, do what Kate did at work. Take an hour. Put some time aside. It's like a not bad experience. It's not hard, but it does. It is a lot more enjoyable if you're not trying to rush it to be perfect, um, or you know, just acknowledge that it's not going to be perfect. It might also be helpful. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I found it quite enjoyable as well. My husband actually helped me make them because he was like, oh, "I just want to do something with my hands." Because he's back at work Aww. and he's sort of like a management position. Blah blah blah. So yeah, we had the pack on on Amazon, which we're <laughs> very into, and. Yeah, like I had, like I said, a bag of these Game of Thrones scents and he picked one and yeah, it was was really a nice sort of moment together that wasn't like super hard and it wasn't high pressure, but we could just sort of hang out and make them. And then when I had a bath last night before 
I got in, he was like, I want to see the bath bomb. So <laughs> Dan and I and Nebby all went and we watched it fizz. And he was like, Oh, it's so fizzy. And he's like, I can't wait to take a bath and use the bath bombs he made. So yeah, high, high enjoyment. And it wasn't like it's tricky making sure you don't activate the citric acid, but it's a very simple, like either you overactivated or you didn't. It's not like, oh, why yeah. did this work? It's like this is the one thing that can go wrong. So if you're yeah. careful, yeah, very easy, very enjoyable. And as far as the nicheness goes nicheness oh my goodness goes hard to say it's very hard to say <laughs> bath bombs themselves are obviously very popular lush essentially they sell lots of other things but i feel like bath bombs are like the big thing the big people one. go there for so they're not super niche in in and of themselves and i think it's also not super niche to make them as a business there are a lot i know of companies in Kelowna that do bath bombs on Facebook, lots of sort of smaller companies that make bath bombs. But I think to make your own bath bombs is still relatively niche. Um, I don't really know anyone who does it. I know lots of people who are like, oh, I love bath bombs, but then they buy them still, which yeah. is which is fine, obviously, especially if you're supporting a little small business or whatever. But um, I think to have it as a hobby that you just do for yourself is quite niche. Yeah. And honestly, like, it's kind of one of those things where you realize it's not that, I mean, like we both had our own struggles with it, but it's not that hard to do and it's quite a little bit less expensive. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's honestly why a lot of small businesses do it as well. is because people don't really buy, don't make them themselves, even though it's quite approachable. But yeah, it's I, so I think this is a super niche individual hobby. But like, if you go like, do you know what bath bombs are? People are like, yes, I have baths. I know, I know. what that is. I've been I to Lush. I, yeah. So for usability and accessibility, this one is super usable and accessible. It is a great self-care choice. It is a great gift choice. Like we were saying, lots of small businesses do this because it is easy to make a lot of little bath bombs that are really sweet and and people like them. Um, My only potential I saw would be just a sensitivity to the ingredients. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have a reaction to the essential oils, any of those things, that's going to be a main blocker. Um, you could, it, it may be nice if you are, if you know what you're allergic to, you can find alternatives to that when making your own bath bombs. So this might be a nice, maybe if for whatever reason, something that Lush uses, although those are fairly hyperallergenic as well. But if, if it does bother you, then you can take a look at the ingredients, figure out what it is that bothers you and make a better bath bombs for yourself. So yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Yeah, very usable. Uh, same thing. Yeah, the sensitivity. I know Personally, myself, I can be like sensitive to like baking soda and things like the natural deodorants. A lot of them use baking soda and then I do have an allergic reaction to it. Mm. But in the bath bombs, I don't find as much of a problem. But yeah, like you said, if you do know you have an allergy or you're fighting a reaction to to certain products, maybe you try finding alternatives, things like that. Because really, it's the citric acid that makes them fizz. Everything else, more or less, I feel like should be interchangeable. So yeah, maybe it might open the door for bath bombs for you instead. Community-wise, I would say the bath community is a very strong community. Jude and I are, actually, just quickly, I'll mention this. Jude and I are OG sort of My Favorite Murder listeners. So RIP to Elvis, who was another unfortunate casualty of 2020. So big love to Georgia and the Hard Starks. But so that being said, there is a Facebook group called Batharinos, which is an MFM-based group. Um, And there are people, uh, uh, there's... I think that's two people. Anyway, they own a company called Mama's or Nana's Apothecary who does largely bath bombs. But that community is huge with people posting like the bath bombs they bought and the baths they've taken and the bath trays and the snacks they have and all these things. But I don't think the bath bomb creation community is very big because in that group, I feel like there's almost no posts of people making their own 
bath bombs, even though there's hundreds of posts, I feel like a day of like, here's the bath I dug, here's the charcuterie board I made, here's the book I'm reading. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, so yeah, I think bath community is great. And I, again, I, it's another one of those hobbies where I think that group, similar to last week, actually with the alcohol infusing, they would be interested in hearing that like, oh, that's just like cool. You made your own bath bomb, but it's not a community hobby, I would say. Yeah, I would, I would agree. It's, it's definitely a part of a, another community, but it's not like there's no main focus hobby on, on the bath bomb making world. Yeah. Yeah. Relaxation level. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Obviously this is like super relaxing to use. It's really <laughs> relaxing to have a bath with bath bombs. That's why people love it. That's why we love it. But I also found it really relaxing to make. You've got good smells. It's fairly like, it's not that demanding. So I had a podcast going. You could have music on. You could just be dancing to Christmas music right now, whatever you need. I would say the only thing that would make it not relaxing would be if you are trying to rush or you're not being kind to yourself and looking for protection on the first try. It's not going to be perfect on the first try. You're going to learn new things. And it like, you know what? If you don't activate the citric acid, then it's still going to fizz no matter how it looks. And if you did activate the citric acid, well, it's still going to be good in the bath. It's still going to be good for your skin and, and be smell nice and all that stuff. So I think this is a really relaxing hobby. I think that only only you can get in the way of your enjoyment of bath bombs. I would agree. <laughs> good tagline. Uh, yeah, because the, the texture you need the ingredients to be is like wet sand, which is very soothing, I feel like, to almost everyone. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like feet in the sand, hands in the sand sort of situation. Uh, very tactile hobby. Like I said, my husband was like, can I help? Like I haven't done something with my hands for a long time. That's like creation. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree. I found it very relaxing. Like I said, we were watching the pack. Um, I was having, I think, a glass of wine and just doing our thing and yeah, and, and like we like semi act with the citric acid at one point, but it's just like, yeah, whatever. And exactly, even if you do act with the citric acid, it's just for you. Like it's it's a hobby for yourself. Enjoy it. Don't don't forget. And like, yeah, I agree. Only like truly you can get in the way of your of your enjoyment of this hobby. <laughs> Which takes us to our final point, or yeah, our final official point, COVID friendliness. So personally baths are a huge form of self-care for myself. So since COVID, I've probably had like over a hundred baths, like at least once a week, usually I've had three this week. I have candles. I like the candles, turn off lights in my bathroom. I have what is the box from my printer that I bought. I put my laptop up right now. I'm rewatching vampire diaries, which is very trashy, but also very like distracting. Yeah. I have a glass of wine or a glass of sparkling water or whatever, usually both bath bomb, vampire diaries, candles. And I just sort of try to like take my mind off things. So in that sense, I feel like it's very COVID friendly, like the end result, but also the creation of them is very COVID friendly. Um, like I said, for myself, I used um, stuff from Kendora, which is an online only business. So it comes right to your house, bulk barn, um, which we don't, not everyone has. Jude, I know you don't have access to one. But the for saddest Vancouver, part of living in Vancouver is not having access. Very to tragic barn. because we at my house we live very quite close to Bulk Barn and they have an online ordering thing, which is the greatest thing ever. Because part of the problem with Bulk Barn is when you're buying things, you're like, oh, this is like not that many gummy bears, and you're like, oh, it's twelve dollars worth of gummy bears. <laughs> so on the online thing, you can order like weight wise how much you want. So Jude, I know when you like even last time you stayed yeah. with us, like you can go, you could pre order all, like you could pre order the Epsom salts. I could pre-order the baking soda and the cornstarch and then just go and pick it up. You like pop in, pop out. Um, and since the beginning of the pandemic, Bulk Barn in particular has been super on top of safety, like 
rules. Like they okay. required masks in their stores like months before it was actually a requirement. So I felt like getting the ingredients was quite COVID friendly as well. You can buy them at your grocery store generally. So you're already either going in or you're ordering for pickup. You can just attack those few items on. And overall, I think it's a really fun activity. It's distracting. It's not super like, a, like it's not like several hours worth of work. It's like a nice quick distraction. And then at the end, you're left with something you can enjoy. I agree. I think the only non-COVID friendliness of this was me having to go from service or figure out what citric acid was from. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I probably could have done a little more homework to reduce that. But you're right. It was absolutely COVID friendly. It was. And it's like, again, the things that make staying inside enjoyable is probably a COVID friendly thing. And for people who are looking for gifts, this is a really nice homemade gift to give to each other. Yes. That does have an acid in it. So I'm guessing COVID, like don't lick it, but like, you know, COVID probably doesn't have the ability to stay on there as much. You know, I think that this is super COVID friendly. So Caitlin, is this your new niche hobby? I am actually very tempted to. Now that I've been successful, this recipe worked out really well. I think it probably will be. Uh, like I said, my husband and I both like baths. We can easily walk into Lush and drop $50 without like really like thinking about it. And as I said, in this discussion, I've realized we have this dinosaur mold, which would be perfect. Because for mine, I just used a silicone um, muffin tin, which worked really well, but like they're not super cute. So yeah, I think at least a few more times I'll try it out. I have all these oils already. I have most of the ingredients. I used up all of my cornstarch, but again, that's a very easy thing to replace. I have citric acid still, so I probably will at least try a couple more rounds um, just to build up our bath bomb supply because although... We are like almost at the last, like the shortest day of the year. Winter in Kelowna is definitely January and February and it's cold in March as well. So I have several months of baths left, so I might as well uh, make the most of it. So yeah, I I think so. I really liked it. I like the idea of the creativity and because I have most of the ingredients already, I might as well at least give it one more shot. What about you? I have a very similar opinion. I would definitely try this again um, when I have heat. I I like bath bombs. It was super easy to do to get into once I had everything going. I might try and find a new recipe to see if somebody has like a better moisture quality or like something that doesn't use olive oil. I, I, I might yeah. check out some other options, but I literally have a, uh, I have a Halloween shallow silicone mold in my Amazon basket right now. Because I think that was my main, I, one of the main issues I had was just like, I had like deep cubes to get stuff out of. And that just like, it, everything would start breaking up. It looked kind of cute if you got one out most of the way. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think shallow modes would be great. And, but yeah, I thought it was really reasonable. Like all the ingredients were really reasonable. It was obviously there was lots of room for creativity. Like I was really, like I was jamming, throwing in tea leaves and stuff. Just having a great time. Um, Great Christmas gift to give people. And I also want to try, I, I do want to try making shower steamers. So I will also find recipe for that. So that was bath bombs, Caitlin. That Ooh. was a good niche hobby. I thought that was, that was like a very positive one for us. Yeah, it was good. It was about time that we had one yeah. that we both liked. We both enjoyed. <laughs> so a moment. what are we going to do next week? So next week is the, the holiday wrap up. Yes, it's the lead up to Christmas, more or less. So when we had originally done our sort of plan, like we said, we had planned for us both to be in the same place right now. So A, we kind of planned on like banging out a couple episodes when we were together, but also we were like, oh, we'll do one where we're in the same room, but that's not happening. So we're kind of going to take a little bit of a step back, a little break almost, but we're still going to give you an episode. So we are going to do a holiday roundup. So we are going to talk about, I think 10 is the plan, our top 10 
hobbies that we think are perfect for gifting for the holidays. So mm-hmm. it'll come out next week, which is the 19th. 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 You're right. Yes. 19th. The 19th. Holiday party is 18th. 19th. So yeah, it give, that gives you, you know, five to six days to make them or order them or whatever. Yeah. But you know, we, we like to think it's, it's, it's fun and it's exciting. And it's also good to know for future. I mean, not just good for Christmas gifts, they're good for gifts in general. So yeah. some of them are, are, some of them will be hobbies that we've covered and some of them will be ones that we haven't covered, but that we've experienced or that we've been, received or whatever. We'll see. We'll see where we're at. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're going to say, Jude. I was going to say, we'll try to have a nice mix of things that you can do like that you, that are going to be easy for you to access. So um, I was planning on having like a mold cider maybe as one of those ones. Cause I think that's a great gift. But we'll have some stuff that you might have to order. And hey, maybe you're one of the people who are doing a Christmas in January or February, whenever you can see people again. So this may be a really nice thing to get to get to work on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or gift for yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. You deserve it. We all deserve it. I guess I texted you today. <laughs> the fact that we're all getting out of bed in the morning needs to be celebrated because Truly. it's been a journey even if all you've been dealing with in your life was just that we were in a pandemic, but let's be real. There are all the other things that come with a year in the life of being a human being. So it's been, it's been a, it's been a time. So yeah, absolutely treat yourself. So if you hear something on the holiday roundup that you really love, buy it for yourself, make it for yourourself. Take the time. Do it. Treat yourself. Treat it. So on that note, uh, thank you for listening. For more information, for links, or to support the show, as well as all the show notes, go to friendswithnichehobbies.com. Follow us on social media at friendswithnichehobbies.com, both on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you have a niche hobby you'd like us to try, email us at friendswithnichehobbiespodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe and review. Tell a friend. It helps us a lot. Make your own Friends with Niche Hobby community with us. And just be awesome to each other. Like we're saying, this is what's been a wild year. And just like, be kind to yourself. Not bad enough for a call, so probably okay. It's built to withstand it like a, a famine and it's fine. But truly, my body is so like... <laughs> Absolutely.
Are you taking mm. your iron pills? No. <laughs> that's I what I started doing. I think that's what I, I, I just like, it's weird. Normally I, I'm a lot more like, I don't know how to put it otherwise than like medically monitored because yeah. I'm like, as someone who's trans, who has a top surgery and takes testosterone via, um, I take it through a large muscle injection. Um, I'm used to like regular blood tests and like seeing a doctor a few months just to be sure. And I've had a, quite a few like phone call doc, like appointments with my doctor, yeah. but like I had one blood test this year and they don't like tell you anything that comes of it unless it's bad like they're like they're like if they if no news is good news kind of situation it's just very so normally they're like oh your blood iron's low but like nobody's telling me anything about my blood right now so i'm just like yeah no one's it's probably it's fine. not bad enough for a call so probably okay yeah there you go oh, and i think i did get my blood plus blood pressure checked again and everyone's always just like oh it's it's less than normal yeah we but have like, very low like, blood pressure in our the family. low end yeah i think it's honestly i mean except for dad yeah, except for that. So people see me because I'm quite heavy. They're like, oh, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Both of them are low. Ugh, take that fat phobia. Just, just chunky. Just like good life. You're just built to withstand it like a, a famine and it's fine. But truly, my body it's is like, are. yeah. We're Irish and we didn't die during the potato famine. Woo. There's a reason. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, that's sort of uh, 